It is Wednesday, my dudes. This is how I win. This is no democracy. It is a dictatorship. Hate, 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 hate. Double hate. Load entirely. You're out of order. You're out of order. Everything that guy just says bullshit. Thank you. Did you miss me? I hope you did. Um, four weeks of a troll yelling at other internet trolls about musicals that should never have been mentioned. Crazy. Crazy. Um, there are some terrible choices. Um, but hey, it's the youth of America, you know. It's going down. And, can, and Canada. Going downhill. Fast. Um, tonight, we're going to play the youngest of them all. <laughs> Bar, yes, <laughs> he's very Stop young. Uh, he's a seventy-seven-year-old man. Um, <laughs> we're doing two thousand tens, um, a draft. Um, this turn, the show's kind of turned into a draft because it's, I guess, it's less prep for me, but more interest than it's been in a while. So, twenty tens, I got a lot of interest, and then lost interest real quick. Coho, you scared everybody away. No one beyond. Um, so I had to message some people to be on, but. We have two people on that haven't been on, I don't think, the entire season so far. First one is Michael Campbell. Pays attention to the show, except like the last four weeks, I think. He, he was really ticked about the hiatus. Um, how do you think you're going to do tonight? And I'm glad to have you back on. Uh, I mean, first of all, Cody, what are you coupled with? Uh, Saw, dude. Saw, dude. Um, second, you know, happy to be here. It's my first draft. I didn't really do, even though like I was basically, you guaranteed me a spot since you first announced it. I basically just started my prep yesterday, so I got like three <laughs> options for each category because you know live life on the edge. Um, you know, so should be fun. Excited to be here. Sounds sounds like how the New York Knicks draft basketball players. Um, uh, Redshaw, you're on. Oh. Um. <laughs> You're super busy with life. I'm not able to, like, I think you just live at your job. I'm not 100%, but you always look exhausted when I see you on golf. Yeah. Um, but you messaged me and said, hey, I want to be on. I'm like, got a spot. You're saved. Um, how do you think you're going to do tonight? Um, pretty well. Uh, I don't have the most interesting picks, but I think they pander pretty well. So, well, we will see. Uh, but, no, I'm excited. I like the, the draft style. This will be fun. I'm not terribly tired this time. Uh, do you know that Billy Wilder did not release a film in the 2010s? I don't know if that's true. Fair enough. Um, next up is uh, Andrew Just, right? Yes, that is correct. Okay. Um, great first showing on Wireless, and then we did a musicals thing. Couldn't get you back on. Um, you fit. I don't know what just happened. Uh, apparently, Denzel Washington quote from Remember the Titans was just playing in my ear, so it's connected to my phone. <laughs> That's really weird. Uh, thank you, Lucas, for that one. But um, how do you think you're going to do tonight? Yeah, well, I did get uh, 
fifth place last time. Uh, but I think today I can do better. I've learned the format. I think I understand it a bit better. And I know the 2010s a bit better, although I'm worried my own personal opinion may carry me away from that victory. This show is a lot like who's like whose line is it anyways. The points really don't matter. No <laughs> one should care to win, but some people care a lot, and it's really weird. Um, I do not keep track. I do not care if you win, and we move on to next week. But I'm glad you got fifth, because um, if you were first on the show and you got first, that would set a bad precedent for a new uh, Zach, Zach is also in that camp of people that absolutely do not care what I think. Um, we have, we have, we hate each other, but we have a lot of similar crossover. I love you. I hate you. Um, how do you think you're going to do tonight? Um, better than last time since I know that there's, um, official rules that aren't rules that I wasn't told of last time that you shouldn't do. Um, but also I literally dreamed of this last night. Like I dreamed the whole show and, um, that you like gave a warning to not pick certain things that I'm bound to pick and it's going to happen. Um, and so I've already lived it once. Um, the, the, the future has been foretold. There was a future show, the show that happened in the past called, I think it was full metal five. Loved the show. Then Chance came back and did the veto system, and I said, "Worst decision ever." Hated him for it. Still to this day for it. Um, no, I've never. I will never rule out picks because that makes the show fun. And I know there's at least one person that's going to pick one person that I'm not going to be happy with, and that is it. Uh, next is Clifford the Big Red Dog. Uh, Caleb Coho <laughs> hosts the last. Uh, uh, if you want to know what's wrong with his hair, well, if you haven't seen Multiplex, this is normal. This is about an every year occurrence. It changes. It's usually a every six months-ish. Yeah. Um, but I think he's going to a concert, which yeah. apparently justifies it. To me, doesn't. But... Um, the first time uh, I have like, a reason behind the color. Well, I'm proud of you. Um, it's, I think it's still better. No, I don't know. I don't know blue or that one. Um, but uh, you're actually... <laughs> I love it. Blue is still the one that you're hung up on. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but you are technically Spence right now. I am technically Adelaide um, Spence. So you're, you're going to be drafting for the spot and actually deciding the order for yeah. them. So how do you think the team of Coho and Spence are going to do in this draft? One half of this co-managed team understands drafting and draft value, and the other half is doing a debate right now. So uh, I think as long as I'm in control, they have a chance to stay competitive. Once I'm out of control, fuck all. I have no idea how they're going to do it. All right. So they have five categories. They can draft in any order that they'd like. Um, they don't have to pick. They just have to pick one. It's performance. It's movie poster. It's movie. It's director and best use of song. Right? Good job. Uh, At least that's what I'm judging on. So if you pick something else, you messed up the order somehow. Uh, right now, we're going to decide the order. I have a number on my desk, one through five. We're going to start with Spence, also known as Coho. What is the number? Uh, I'm going to go with my lucky number of four. Well, didn't get you any luck this time. Zach, one through, well, three. No. Redshaw. Two. Two is it. Retro, what number you want? One through five. I'll take one. 
Ooh, got a heavy first pick. Okay, definitely one one. All right, I got another number, Andrew. What is the number? I'm going four. Nope, Michael. So, am I choosing between one and four now, or one and five still? Oh, uh, one and four. Yes, one and four. Okay. I will go two. Nope. Okay, Spence. One. Nope. Five, Does that remember the number? It is three. three. What number <laughs> you want? Um, I'll go five. I'll take the turn. Okay. Double it up. Um, didn't you have the turn last time? And didn't no, you I, had, I, had, I had one, and it worked out horribly. Well, you had the turn on the back end. Yeah, you did yeah. that awful. My boy! Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, all right. One, two, three. I got the number. My child. Uh, I'm, going, I'm going one. It's one. One number. Uh, two, three, or four. I'll go two. True. Same spot as last time. Yeah, I feel comfortable in that position. All right, Michael. One or two? Uh, I'll go one. It is one again. That's oh, one you want. Sorry. I'll go three. I'll go three. Three, okay. And someone's got four. Okay. So, um, again, oh, announce this up top. Next week, um, this may crash and burn or this may do really well because there are some people that care. Uh, we're doing a multiplex draft. So there'll be five categories in multiplex. It's going to be a player, singles player, team, overall team, moment, match, and personality inside the community. So those are the five that you can pick from. Um, they You can only draft them in one spot. If you want to be a cocky person, pick yourself. Go for it. Um, but do some research. Come up with it. If not, I'll be doing something else. There will be one more topic I haven't decided on. I may do it as a sports topic because it's the last time that I will – be able to do one and I may do an NBA starting five draft, but I haven't decided. But that will be the last one because we can't do sports before basketball comes back. And I would like to do that. And I drop the ball in football. So uh, if you're interested or how to make that NBA work a little bit better, um, send me a message. We can make that work. Um, but I have enough sports people that will be interested. I know. Um, okay. So Zach, uh, you want to arrange this in the yeah, order of the draft? I'm doing it. I'm doing I get to be in charge. Sounds good. Uh, Zach has one. I'm five. Yeah. No oh, five. He is five. Okay. Sorry. You confused yeah, me. I'm one. There we go. You were better than me. Okay. <laughs> All right, Redshaw. You chose one one. You got a clear strategy. So what you got? Um, I'm gonna start with director. Uh, Coho, get the clip ready. I'm gonna take Martin Scorsese. That's textbook pandering. <laughs> Um, this decade, I had, like, two very clear, like, these seem like the correct, like, director picks, like, four or more just, like, great movies, uh, and Scorsese was kind of the, the clear front runner for me. It's just, like, Shutter Island, Hugo, Wolf of Wall Street, Silence, and Irishman, uh, just, like, a really great variety of movies, like, no movie I have below four stars at all, um, and yeah, just constant, constant hits through and through. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street's like one of my top three. Uh, Martin Scorsese's. Uh, it doesn't seem like a movie that would vibe with me, but I think it's really, really excellent. Uh, and I just have a blast with it. And and Hugo, like a movie, uh, just like a weird uh, family adventure movie that's like also like a silent film tribute. Like it's not something I would expect to see from Scorsese. I think it's also really excellent. 
Uh, and I know Killers of the Flower Moon is going to come out soon, but if The Irishman was Scorsese's last movie, I think that would kind of be like a beautiful <laughs> swan song. I think it's just kind of a great cap uh, currently on a great career. So, Yeah, I mean, sorry, I'm muted. Um, uh, I, I, I knew when I think the director was switched, I was like, who picks Scorsese and who gets the like, ultimate pander pick? Um, but I think I think when there, there are people that come on the show and pick a pander choice and I'm like, does that really mesh? I think this one does. Um, I think all five movies that he's done this decade, I think we had we had a conversation about like where his strongest run is. And I think we're currently in it for me um, where it is just how many hits. I mean, there, I think it's like connected of eighties. There's a really strong run too. Um, but with Wolf of wall street, uh, my favorite, one of my favorite conversations that we've ever had in this community was on Zach and Lucas's podcast of shutter Island. I think that that is a fantastic uh, movie looking back on it when it was one of his probably lower tier. I don't think silence gets enough credit especially for the kind of movie it is. I think Silence is absolutely incredible. But, uh, yeah, Irishman and Wolf of Wall Street, I think, are just absolutely incredible films. I love The Irishman way more than most people in this community. But, um, yeah, I would agree with you. If that was his last one, it would have been a perfect one. Um, did anybody else have Scorsese on their board to draft? Yeah. This 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 year, I, I think, like this decade, he absolutely hit it out of the park. I would agree with it. This I thought about after I learned that you were into Scorsese last draft, I was like, oh, maybe I should go with that. But then this draft, I was like, actually, this is one of my top for the 2010s. So, um, Zach, was Scorsese on your list? Um, it was on my list. It was the one like that smart choice. Like it's the pick, you know, if you're to write in the draft or if you want to be on it, not just a pander, but you know, in the wider movie culture, it's probably the right pick but i didn't have enough like personal connection to justify it being picked this early at least by me um which is since i tried to win last time and it went you know utter failure i'm just like going to my heart so fuck scorsese at this point um i'm going with my my true um directors of my dreams spence did you have this on my clearly prepared draft board, uh, Scorsese of the Martin variety was at the uh, top draft spot. Uh, one one, absolutely correct choice. Uh, Michael, any thoughts on that? Uh, if it you know tells you how this draft is going to go for me, I sort of forgot about Scorsese, uh, Scorsese <laughs> indirectly, so this should be fun. <laughs> so, what yeah. did he say? Oh. <laughs> I'm going to pretend you didn't. I'm going to pretend you didn't say that. Um, okay. Uh, so, uh, Andrew, you're on the clock. What do you got? Yeah, absolutely. I'm actually going to go director as well. This is my number one pick for director. One of my favorites of all time, and I think it was a great decade for him with only three movies in the first four years. I'm going David Fincher. Oh, there goes Spence's one. Huh? Okay. <laughs> okay, Fincher had, <laughs> Fincher had Social Network, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, and Gone Girl it, from 2010 to 2014, which is – an insane run. I mean, I'm a fan of all of his movies besides, you know, maybe Alien 3. But um, these three in particular, I think, are like... I mean, at least Social Network um, is a 10 out of 10. And then the other two are, are probably 9s for me. Maybe even 10s. I need to rewatch them. Uh, but just a masterful director who always knows what he's doing. And I think most people appreciate all these movies pretty well. 
Yeah, that's a very strong, um, very strong uh, pick. I want I I don't do like any because I don't want to like see what people are gonna like think about what people are gonna pick until it happens on the show. Um, I'm a big fan of. I'm a bigger fan than a girl of the girl with the dragon tattoo than probably like I know some people are hit or miss. I like that movie a lot. I think it's good. Um, and then yeah, Gone Girl is in my top 100. I absolutely love that movie. And Social Network is probably probably one of the buzzwords in this community that gets said a ton um, and brought up a ton. Do you know who wrote that film? Me? No. Yeah. Yeah. I just do. Like, Okay, just making sure. You know, because I think I'm unfortunately be... in that crowd of people. Oh, great! You're in I that think, group. No, but here's the thing: I don't think Social Network works as well without Fincher attached, um, because he oh, had to get those five. performances out of those actors. <laughs> hey, yeah, that makes sense. I'm just saying, like, you can't you can't go like a week without hearing Sorkin's name at some point. Um, but um, anybody else have Fincher on their board? Uh, that was oh my yeah. Pick. <laughs> okay, since I, um, yeah, this is gonna be my number one pick. Um, because I uh, like you, I actually really, really dig Girl the Dragon Tattoo. Like, that's a movie that I like more and more as time goes on. Like, I really like movies that are set in sort of those Nordic countries and that are like murder mysteries. And you know, and just Fincher totally fits in that world. Um, Gone Girl is like fucking amazing, it's like one of the most contemporary airy like movies ever made um and then there's like the other movie that shall not be named that is also like really fucking sick too so yeah <laughs> zach was this on your list or if you wanted to win would this been on your list no i i just decided that someone else would pick it and i it was not even in my like top five choices just because i don't like girl with the dragon tattoo i do think there is like exhaustion at that point because i read the book watched their um original film and then watched fincher's film all within like a three-month period to where i think i was just like was kind of done with the story so i should give it a, you know fresher eyes a watch but because i have no um love for that movie at all i was like and and he just died off for the whole second half of the decade and went to tv which is essentially dying off in um this movie chat um now fucking uh what can cause great um <laughs> I so, uh, Man, so I decided that, that, that why am I blanking on the name of the fucking show? My, my, it's something Mind Hunter. Hunter. Mind Hunter, Hunter, yeah. Thank you. Mind Hunter. I, uh, I said Man. Um, anyways, um, I decided that quantity matters as much as quality. Um, for a director, I'm gonna take as many um movies as I can to my desert island with me, rather than two and a half good movies. Yeah, I've always said Fincher. I, Fincher looks bored, like make like he's probably bored making films because it just all of his ones work for me really well. Redshaw, any consideration between Scorsese and Fincher? Oh yeah, I, I love David Fincher. If you actually had to ask me, like who's my favorite living director, I would actually probably say David Fincher. Uh, I think he's incredible. Um, but I do agree with Zach. Like he, his presence wasn't felt at all in the last half of the decade, and. I also wanted a director with like four or more like great movies uh, for my director pick. And yeah, the quantity just wasn't quite there. Um, but like Social Network and Gone Girl are all timers. And I do like Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. So. All right. Two directors off the board. Will the rest of the group take a director? We'll find out. Uh, Michael, you're on the clock. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, so with my. Oh, that's an ad. Uh, that... <laughs> 
with uh, my choice, uh, I'll go movie. Um, I'll take a best picture winner and I'll go uh, Moonlight. Um, yeah. Uh, no, Moonlight's like just one of the best movies ever. It's just it's an enthralling tale of uh, an American, basically sort of the low state sort of version of the American dream of just like this dude who just wants to be accepted for who he is, which is just like crazy in today's world. Like how dare he want to be accepted? Um, it's just the sort of the story, the format of the storytelling in this is really um, captivating. It's like, it's a bit really, it's really indie and arty for a, for a movie that ended up becoming quite main, mainstream. And I think it really helps it. And as time goes on, it's uh, aged really well. Um, Cause especially with like the performances, because I think the three uh, leads are just incredible and they all sort of work uh, successively and build on each other's. And I think uh, it just helps the previous one. You sort of go back and you sort of have the, you have the last performance in mind with the first one. And that informs how you think of uh, this character, uh, not to mention the, the supporting performances are all like all time great. I think like this could have won both uh, supporting actor and supporting actress. Um, if, you know, things had gone a different way. Um, but yeah, it's just like one of the most American movies I've ever seen. Um, it says so much about the country uh, and the time it sort of took place. Um, it's also like Barry Jenkins is like a fucking goat. Like he's so good and he's so good. Like it's just some of the stuff he directs in this, like the way he sort of frames it and shoots it. The colors he uses is just stuff you barely find anywhere else, especially in like an American cinema. Um, so yeah, it's a uh, fucking sick moonlight. Let's go. Um, I'm kind of sad that you didn't do it, but I know it's overused, but the La La Land fake out would have been great because you would have got a real reaction from the person backstage. I, I guess this is didn't. like a ceremony. It would have worked, but yeah. Yeah, it would have worked really well. Um, I had money on A Star is Born to be your pick for a movie, and I was a little surprised that it didn't get picked. Um, but, um, still time, uh, still time. Uh, no, I, I enjoy Moonlight a lot. Um, again, it wasn't my favorite movie of that year, um, but I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more than the other one. Um, and I think it was very deserving. I think the story is... Um, I'm interested to see how this movie go. Like, um, It's going to age really well. That's my thing. Like, I think like people are going to catch on to this because every like best picture winner and stuff like that is like, Oh, one best picture, but not a lot of like general audience like comes around to find it. I think this is one that like gets more discovery as the years go on. I think it's a super strong movie. Good choice. Um, a lot of movies out there for three. So, I mean, if you're going to pick the movie, uh, especially with performances in this movie, might as well get the whole thing. Um, anybody else have moonlight on their list as a movie to take? I mean, Zach I think it's, it? Yeah, I mean, definitely have it. It's at least one of the most important movies, even if you don't, I love it, but even if you don't love it, it's one of the landmark movies of the decade. If you're going to represent the 2010s, you have to have this in the conversation. Because um, it also, you know, could kind of create a next movement of or tours and indie filmmakers and, and really welcoming, you know, different voices than we had in the past. I think ha having such an independent, um, heartfelt black filmmaker um, get this from nothing to the mainstream um, really set off with the next, you know, 
Oscars may look like welcoming more um, different kind of perspectives and voices. Um, so yeah, per great movie. Spence, you were gonna say something? I consider this the best movie of the 2010s. So like, how is it not on my list? Uh, I don't know if I would have picked it, but it's definitely like, it's like probably the correct pick. Uh, I will say, I do, I, I'm gonna predict that Michael's gonna pick Andrew Dice Clay for performance later. Just real, I'm gonna bet on it. I think so. I think that's a strong, I think Vegas has that as the, as the rewelling favor. Uh, anybody else, Moonlight? I considered it. I just don't think I would have ended up taking it over some of my other picks. It's a phenomenal movie, but I've got um, a bigger attachment to several others. All right. Okay. Well, Spence, Coho did not get to make your pick for you, so you get to be here. What's your pick? Fuck Ron McDonald. Uh, I'm going to pick the second best movie of the 2010s that I think honestly could be the best if you ask the right person. Uh, I'm going to pick Get Out. I think that it is just, it's dense in a good way. I think that it's a film that's so like fully realized and Jordan Peele basically has every aspect of the universe written in the screenplay. I think even beyond that, I think he directs it incredibly. Every like thought with the props and the songs, everything in the setting is done for a purpose and it's done really well. Performances are great. I, I, I forgot her fucking name. Allison something, um, the girlfriend, is awesome like, Williams. I think... Thank you. Yeah, I think she honestly like 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 sat down a little bit in terms of like oh like which is like oh who's the performance of the movie? I think the way that she just flips on a dime when Kalia finds out like oh what's going on, her face just drops, and the way that she calls um, Laura Howry and just crying but stone faced is fucking horrifying. But this is just, this is just such like a densely brilliant film. But I just find myself like coming back to it over and over and over. And also beyond that, I feel like 2010 is like the decade for horror. Or at least like if you're like at least in like quite a few years. So how can I not pick like the best horror movie of the 2010s? Um, for the 10 for the time of release, a lot, and I would have probably agreed back then probably one of the most overrated movies at that time like and i wouldn't say overrated i would say like overhyped the movie was like it's basically jordan peele now you know anything the man comes out with everybody's like move over hitchcock you're a piece of crap you're garbage blah blah <laughs> take his spot like he's great and like i i am i miss the days of like uh director like stands because like those nolan days were great those were top notch like anything the man touched it didn't matter it was great um so i'm glad that jordan because he does a good job with movies this movie i rewatched uh just recently great movie. great movie i think it holds up super well i think it even got better um still kind of weird that they never ate cereal together before that like day because that should have been the biggest red flag i'm pretty sure that's how she eats her cereal um but overall i think it's overall really like there's some real funny moments in this movie like where he's able to like cut the the awkward comedy that he's able to cut into this and then the story like behind it um i think like the sunken place is one of like the like one of the top scenes like of all time i think it's crazy what they're able to achieve in that movie um and i'm not a horror fan so and this is like this is like horror done really well for me this is the type of horror that i'm all about so i've never seen us before but uh when you're picking movie get out super strong super strong choice 
Um, anybody else have get out? Uh, I think Zach had it on his list. <laughs> I was about to say um, maybe in a different category, but I learned um, from rules last time I'm not allowed to do that, even though you say you're allowed to do that. Um, <laughs> I can do whatever I want. <laughs> I don't have a bit. Um, so, so I'm pretty disappointed. I, I had to re-go back to my spreadsheet and make some new plans. Uh, but, yeah, it's a great pick. And talk about another one that just, um, like, is – a signal post for the 2010s, one of the most important movies um, to represent, you know, where movies went, um, especially as like, I, I think this happened a couple times in the 2010s, but but it's really remarkable that Jordan Peele after one movie got such like a season pass by everybody. It was like a guarantee blank check, like immediately everyone's like, this is like the next great guy and he's made one movie as a director. Um, but he has such a clear vision and clear um, voice um, in his writing um, that you you really saw his place moving forward. And it's it's turned out, uh, maybe not as high of Get Out, but he's, every single movie is going to be something that you need to see, you know, as quick as you can to be part of the conversation. Um, so that alone, also, you know, making Daniel Kaluuya's career in a similar way, becoming an actor that right away, you got to keep an eye out for everything he does after this. It's very important. Anybody else? Well, Michael, were you in consideration? Was this a consideration or? Uh, definitely if I had remembered it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, this is a really, really great movie. Um, yeah, like rarely does a movie like hit in the culture of zeitgeist like this one does, especially being a debut. Um, yeah, it's like sick. Um, it's got great use of music as well. Um, so yeah it's you know and i always quote it you know whenever someone's whenever i see someone's lying i'm like you lying bitch she's like oh she's a genius oh she's a genius. So I that. um i always just say like get him grandpa if anyone's just running i just say yeah get him grandpa because that's like, funny um yeah it's and then kayla landry jones is on something in this movie and i'm here for it so yeah sick, sick. okay all right zach you get Yo. to um, so once um, Get Out and um, Moonlight didn't make it to me I, I and I had to revisit everything, I'm really just like giving no fucks. Um, my first one still kind of seems like a fucks, but like it's still kind of not pandering, but still a pretty mainstream pick. And then I'm just going to go with my heart for the rest of this. Um, I will, I'll love myself at the end. Um, but for best movie, I'm going to go with Arrival. Um Another one that, you know, really hits all these categories really well. Um, so that's really what you can determine what's a special movie of the decade. You know, you have Amy Adams' great performance um, with an also great alien performance. Um, they just do a great job at looking, you know, alienish. Um, you know, it's great. Um, the music cues throughout the score by um, Johan Johansson is perfect. And you have some actor director music that really um, functions with um, the emotionality of the film really well. Um, this is really one that, like, it, it really determines a or how much of the movie is determined by how much the end works for you. Um, it's one of those that like, you have to be so patient for out. And if the end hits it, then it's going to, you know, all make sense and, and last. And the ending is one of my favorite endings of all time. Um, it hits a lot of themes that are very important to me, like, you know, global unity and, um, you know, this, what decision making, like choosing happiness versus tragedy kind of things. Um, it's something that has lasted in my mind all like scored by the beautiful max Richter song that's also in shutter island so it uh, which is one of my favorite pieces of music of all time um and that together just you know replays in my head in moments of sadness anytime but i find it a 
an amazingly hopeful movie as well, which is the you know the best um, line of emotional quality that movie can do for me. So, uh, the show is what 154 episodes long. I've said this before. I love three fourths of this movie. I don't like the ending. I don't like the ending. I've said it numerous times. No one ever gets it. I I wish I understood it more. I just don't. Um, yeah. I mean, sure. This is interesting where the run of like movies are going right now because now two of them don't really have to focus on movie for a little bit. They can wait on those, so may have more value later. Um, I think Arrival is a is a strong one. I think it's the the, the third weakest of the like of the two that were brought up before, in my opinion. I like the other two more. Um, and again. You said you didn't care. At least it wasn't like you know, like a, a Muppets movie or like a Winnie the Pooh or something. Hey, so you're don't, talk, don't talk about future picks, jackass. I can talk about future picks. I can talk about future picks. You guys, Gotti, Clifford, stop. Um. Oh right, yeah. So uh, anybody else? Did it, it was a rival on anybody else's list? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I I adore this movie. Uh, it's one of my favorite movies of the decade for sure. Uh, I just love the like one of my favorite screenplays of all time. I love the structure of it and how the structure is like kind of uh, how it's unwinded at the end and recontextualized is like really fascinating to me. Um, also, might be my favorite Amy Adams performance. Uh, just like all the wonder and realization and like regret and all the decisions she just like wears pretty prominently throughout the movie i i just think it's incredible so uh yeah this is definitely on my list um as zach said the johan johansson score like is just all time it's sick it's also like a really tragic story um you know that's what but like yeah it's just really sad to watch at times when you know it's coming um it's also this like this undercurrent of like alt-right stuff which is like the year it came out and like it came out before something happens and that would then sort of define the next coming year. So it's kind of, you know, interesting that it happened to and looking back on it. And yeah. I mean, all three of these movies have been in my top 100 so far, so I'm not going to complain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. These are these, all these movie things have been phenomenal. I, I love Arrival. Uh, I didn't even think about it, which I don't know if that says more about me or whether I like should have thought more about it, but yeah, it's, Especially the score. I, I, especially, like, when I think of best scores of the 2010s, I think that's up there. Uh, especially when you'd, like, learn about the history behind all of it or, like, the concepts behind it. But uh, use of a song, I didn't I didn't even know that. Done. I don't know. Score feels weird. I wouldn't play it. I don't. That's not important. <laughs> I'm cutting myself yeah. off before I say something I shouldn't. <laughs> no, go ahead. Get, get, keep speaking, Andrew. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, I'm not supposed to. I'm following rules. I'm not giving anybody shit, you know? All right, open up your open up the next round, Zach, with your next pick. Um, here we go. Uh, I'm gonna take the Muppets uh, for best use of song. I wouldn't have picked it this early if Vince yeah. was on chat with me. I I was risking that. I'm gonna go with Man or Muppet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, this is actually my fourth favorite Muppet song of the decade. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who makes his life um, 
watch him dance to Muppet songs like once a week at, late on a Saturday night. Um, this is not always my, my first go-to. Um, Give Me What You Want is like just a brilliant song. Um, but it is the one, especially the first time you watch it, that that just like kills the fucking crowd. Um, and not just because of the song, but the moment itself. Like the whole, uh, you get you know, Jason Siegel being so emotional, um, singing in the rain about his, you know, identity and a Muppet. And it's also like, this was like the biggest cameo wait, um, big moment. And that you like knew someone was going to be Walter and you're just like holding on your seat waiting to who it is. And it's Jim Parsons who I don't give any shits about. Um, but I was like so invested in the moment and it, it was so perfectly casted for Walter. Um, it was like, ah, oh, it makes sense. It's the, like the best choice he possibly could have like done. And it, it, it looks like a Muppet. And it, 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 it was just a, like one of the funniest things throughout the whole movie, just him popping on screen. But I think mainly just the earnestness um, that is exhibited in that song about like, am I a Muppet? It, it, it is just hilarious. Um, they take it so serious. Um, and you know, it also still kind of works thematically. It also, like, I um, famously cried in theaters at Muppets Most Wanted during the Celine Dion song. Um, and so even these songs, Ben McKenzie has this knack of even when they're, like, silly and um, goofy, they still relate thematically in a way that I can connect to. And that's, you know, part of why I like the Muppets. So, man or Muppet. Goodbye, Cody. <laughs> um, <laughs> This was a movie that I watched that has gets more probably since I haven't watched it since gets a lot more praise in my head because I watched it in between Moonraker and Octopussy. Um, because Moonraker made me question my life on cinema and if I liked movies anymore. Um, and I was like, you know what? I need to watch something else. So I watched Muppet the Muppets. And I was like, I'm sorry, Zach. This was delightful. This is a lot better than, you know. I do like it better than the other Muppet movies. I'll be honest with you. I like this one a little bit more. Um, the song's fine. <laughs> Should it be the top song? Probably not. Come on. You mean the Oscar winning song, Man or Muppet? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oscar. The Oscars do no wrong. The Oscars have never done anything. I, I mean, they did do wrong. They picked the wrong song. It should be Life's Happy Song. The better song. Um, but so to see Jason, because the moment Jason, in the movie, to see Jason single, single like like sing toward like the and the Muppet bounce. It's it's funny. I mean, I'll give you that. Um, you said you cried watching um, this. And no, no, a Muppet's most wanted. I cried uh, when you see old. So I, Celine Dion. I have a lot. <laughs> I had a friend with me that learned a lot about me that day. <laughs> I I feel bad now. I, no, let's not even talk about that. How close is this to making anybody else's list besides Spence? I've got not about 20 songs list. listed because I'm a big fan of music and movies, and this was not on there. <laughs> I didn't want Michael like... No. <laughs> I honestly, I honestly don't even remember the song. Like, I can tell you how it goes. So, Why are we friends? I love this music, but there's like three other better songs from this movie. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in the same boat. This is like my third or fourth favorite song from this movie. Uh, I love "Wife's a Happy Song." It's great. I didn't even consider this because I didn't know we could pick like original songs from the movie. So I thought we had to pick pre-existing songs. Okay. I did not know that. So if you need uh, but, to do some research between your next picks, you can't. Yep, but yep. I'm going to... Best use of song <laughs> in the movie, whatever it well, is. Well, well, well. How the turntables...
So uh, <laughs> I do like this song. I do. I really like it, how it's used in the scene. Um, but I, I mainly appreciate Zach picking this because now Adelaide can't. And for some reason, that makes me happy. The real reason why I picked it is the picture. <laughs> Waterloo, come on! <laughs> you have a better Waterloo now, meeting. and I'm not upset about it. Jack Pinch Look. on Cameron Redshaw. <laughs> Overall, better record than his new, new current team. This is gross. Um, all right, um, Spencer, on the clock. Um, I have a question. For, I don't know if you or the man in the back answers. Can we pick a thing? Uh, can, we, can I pick a director if their if one of their films was already picked? Yes. Yes. Okay. I'll be taking Denis Villeneuve for director. Oh, yep. oh, now you just lost. He said it's okay, but you lost the game because you're making a coward's pick. <laughs> I mean, Might be the stronger right pick. There. Might be the stronger <laughs> pick, but we'll see. Go ahead. I what mother? I'm back. Okay, good. All right. So here's here's the thing. Uh, even 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 if even if you don't like Arrival or, or the other films that match, I think that Denis Villeneuve is like the director to make those stories. I think that he is such an iconic vision. And I think that everything he does, he has such a control over a film and everything around it. I think that's so captivating. And I think that it's like, it's, it's genuinely incredible how a guy who, how a guy is able to make Prisoners, Sicario, and Blade Runner 2049, three very different movies all work. And I, I think like beyond like, even just like the idea of genre, like he directs his actors so well, his the action so well, the, the the sets he directs well. He directs fucking green screen and a window amazingly in Arrival, and that's he makes Jeremy Renner a good actor. That's fucking hard. <laughs> this dude is amazing in everything he does. Is Jeremy Renner bad? I don't like him like in uh, anything besides the town. Wind River. Oh, I don't know. Uh, two things. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, I think this is the, like, yeah, I would say I picking either a single movie or picking his entire filmography. I would pick his filmography. I've been on record where I think he is the, I think he's the strongest working director right now. Even if the movies don't work for me all, I think there's a group for them and the people that love them. Um, I loved Blade Runner 2049. I liked it better than Blade Runner. Um, I um, I love Prisoners. I think Prisoners are one of the best movies from the last in the 2010s. Um, Sicario, I think, is absolutely incredible. Um, Did yeah, he needed a creepy Paul Dano. We have to give him credit for that. Yeah, he's good. He's he's a. I think he's up there with the director picks. Um, so definitely a really good choice. Uh, so Michael Okay. Um, anybody else have Denis Villeneuve on their list? Yeah. Definitely considering yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. I mean, it's all been so already. Well, you can't draft him because you have a director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. That's why I'm glad I got Fincher. I think Fincher's a better pick here, but Denis would have probably been my number two with, yeah. Uh, for me, yeah, definitely. He was one of the directors I was considering after, like, Fincher. Um, Sicario is, like, one of my all-time favorite movies. Um, I, I I wish there was sort of, like, a miscellaneous sort of category where you could just choose, like, a random person, like a composer, cinematographer, or, like, because I would have chosen, like, uh, Taylor Sheridan uh, as just, like, a guy who's, like, written a bunch of my movies from this decade. 
um because he wrote sicario and that's yeah and denny adapted it really well and sort of brought his sensibilities to it that i think really works um arrival like i said really great prisoners yeah like you could have done a bit better job directing the actors in that but enemy is really great like that one of the best endings i want to creepiest endings you'll find from the 2010s and yeah really good director uh, um, i think that's if we still had if he still had quote um i could have done the worst version of there will be playing where's my daughter where's my daughter <laughs> no i'd say <laughs> i'm gonna be hanging from the bathroom <laughs> wait wait a minute wait a minute one more you one one movie sucks oh um, prisoners it's not very good it's really annoying Everybody else, everybody wait, else. Wait, 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 Zach, you're saying the movie's bad because he's a bad dad, two and a half stars? Wow, what a take. <laughs> I am I on the side. If somebody else were to put that review, be like, oh, not original, can't think of anything. What a terrible first of all, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Zach. Look, parents should hey. not be able to have fun once they have a child. Oh, wait, Cody, that's so, so true. Cody, have you not seen that review? No. Who is it? Who's review? Uh, it's not mine. You're getting you're getting a fun night tonight. <laughs> There's also something happened oh. today that is also hilarious. Block. <laughs> um, okay. Um, also, why is everybody watching the Peanuts movie? It's really weird. Because that- great. There's, there's, there's an onto a match coming yeah, up soon that I might be involved in. <laughs> <laughs> that makes a lot more of the weird. Um, okay. Just real real quick. Uh, my no. strategy for this. Okay. <laughs> my, my strategy for this draft was just pray to God I can get Scorsese or Villeneuve, uh, because those are like my two main director picks. It's just got like the mix of quantity and quality that I was I was looking for. Like I said, Arrival is one of my favorite movies. Blade Runner twenty four nine is incredible. I haven't seen Insomnia or Enemy, so maybe those those would have swung this. But dude, uh, Sicario almost had a panic attack in the. Movie theater is fucking terrible. Best <laughs> creation of like stress in like any movie from this. Oh uh, yeah, I was I was so stressed so out. Good. All right, Michael, you're on the clock. Um, <laughs> I have sort of, forgotten, I sort of forgotten what I was going to choose. Okay, here we go. Uh, I'm going to go performance because I don't need to worry about director with the next two coming up uh, behind me. Um, I'm going to choose. You know, a person who I think deserves to be cho- chosen in this decade, who does deserves to be represented. I'm going to choose Daniel Day Lewis, but I'm going to choose Phantom Thread. I like him in Phantom Thread. Uh, yeah. So this uh, I think might be like the last Daniel Day Lewis performance we ever get, which is uh, sad, but also if it is, I think it's an incredible way to go out. Um, it's one of the more original performances and characters I think you'll find in this decade um, is the way he plays sort of contempt for just everything he comes across is kind of incredible. And then sort of the way that unfolds and by the end, he's very just sort of like a, like a sad sack. Like he's one of those characters who needs to be like taken care of and he sort of, sort of accepts what is happening. Um, I think is really great. And I think, the way he he also like projects this really interesting like confidence of just everything. <laughs> Obviously, we know with Dende Lewis like the whole method stuff, but just the way he every character he plays, and especially in this movie, just feels totally lived in. 
like he has researched this thing his whole life and you just believe every word he says um should not be taken for granted i think especially with like an original character like this um and so yeah i'm gonna choose Andre lewis because you know he's one of the greatest actors ever and what better way to go out on it with a pta movie so yeah I just, uh, yeah, sure. Um, I was bored to fucking tears in this movie. Um, I, like, I, I don't, like, whoa, to act surprised that I didn't give a shit this, about the costume. This movie is, like, fucking crazy. The, it is so biting. In, like, you, should, you, should, you should love this, like, honestly. I as I consider down. you as one of the funniest people in this community that people don't realize how funny you are sometimes, for you to say there's comedy in this movie, that's <laughs> laughable. Literally, really funny. A, pers- a person is, like, buttering toast and is, like, you just ruined my day and, like, possibly my entire life. Like, could, now could you, <laughs> like, you can leave, but the interruption <laughs> stays with me. Like, that is fucking incredible. Hundred and thirty minutes. <laughs> Bored to tears. Okay, I've come around, I've said this before, I'm 50-50 on PTA. This is one of the 50, the side that I hate. And I think I hate it more that people in this community <laughs> revere it so high. I hate you because of that. Like, like there are movies that the community agrees on and stuff, and this one I just can't seem to get behind. And I see a bunch of like three and a half stars on this thing. These people are just bullshits. Like, just oh, if I put in three and a half, maybe the PTA people won't come after me. <laughs> be real with your reviews. Throw hammers at it, okay? I just you might not even be the person with gold hates. Don't rate anything. That's so. more based. I mean, that's true. <laughs> I mean, I just think like, I mean, if I Coho, uh, how was it on two times? <laughs> That's fucked up. If somebody watched that movie on two X, I saw this in a theater. Unfortunately, did you ask oh them to fast forward it for you? Like I'm paying. I wish I could up. have. I wish I could have. God, uh, can you do a study of rewatching that on two times? See if it improves your score. Um. Anyways, oh, he's gonna do it. Cool. Um. Yeah. No. Of all the things, like even if you would have pro, like I don't know how many movies PTA had, and like, yeah, he had three in the decade. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know. Performance. Uh, when did Lincoln come out? 2012. 2012. Better performance. Yeah. He, he played um, cool. He played a president. Sick. <laughs> Agreed. I love the expression that he was like, oh, he has to dive in. He has to become this person. Has, yeah, he has to become an actual person and mimic the person better than that versus the guy that's, hey, let's make some clothes. Fuck off. Um, anybody else have this on there? And if you do say yes, you may be put into fourth place. I'm just sure want to come out of this run looking the best. <laughs> I've so already fit. So I didn't um, have it, but I respect it. I, oh, oh, Retro has this in two stars. I was, yes! I was about to talk about it. Uh, I saw this in theaters with uh, my now wife the first weekend possible. I was very really excited about it. And we both hated it. <laughs> I, I do not like this movie at all. I think it's so long. Uh, like, I get what it's going for, but I feel like you can tell this story in 40 minutes and it would be more effective. Um, that being said, uh, the two things I like about this movie are Johnny Greenwood's score, and I think Daniel Day-Lewis is quite good. Uh, but no, this movie would never sniff any list of mine. 
Some uh, people in this community, if you give low scores, then they think that you don't interpret, you don't, you can't understand film, and you don't, you don't understand what they're going for. So, just to let you know. I wasn't going to pick it. Great movie, um, top tier egg movie, um, just great eggs. Um, more importantly, though, I want to use my time to read this message sent to me by Michael um, 20 minutes ago. Um, do you think I should send this video to Hannah, my sister? I um, think it might be good for her to see us gain along. Also, don't forget to mention how much I give her charity respect nurses, even if they are dumb <laughs> like your sister. He's, he's trying to hit on my sister and trashes nurses everywhere. Cancel this motherfucker. Cancel. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite bit in this community. <laughs> Michael after your sister. I love it. Okay, can we move on from Daniel Day Lewis? Yeah. We're going to move on from Daniel Day Lewis. Uh, Andrew, what's your next pick? Yeah, okay. I think I'm going to go. I'm going to do something that might be considered stupid here. And I'm going to go for movie poster. Um, just because I think it's one of the better ones of the decade and it's very memorable. I'm going to go with Parasite. Uh, the poster for Parasite. I think everybody here knows it. You can look up the poster for Parasite, and I'll probably be happy with. Are any you talking about you like find. the French rom-com, like family poster? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The... <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm talking about have you, have you bars over the eyes. Yeah, I've seen that one. <laughs> but like almost every poster for this movie rules. It's it's a cool like demonstration of what the themes are going to be, the division between the two, um, and it's it's just like eye-catching it can get people in the theater it's a great movie that it's associated with and uh i don't know if that gets factored into all of this but i think that that would potentially be a popular pick so i want to take it off the table now before anybody else gets the chance this is what you're rooting for folks yeah that's not the one i'm looking for exactly um <laughs> yeah um Interesting. Like cutting me and Cody out, but other than that, like, sure. you know, <laughs> oh, <bit> interesting. <laughs> um, interesting choice. I don't know. I'm not going to say it's a bad pick for the poster. Just interesting that you used this movie for the poster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know. I've but I've got to say I've got some other bangers coming up that I don't know if anybody else is thinking about, and so I'm excited. And I don't think I'm too stressed about any of my other picks getting taken, at least before it comes back to me. Man, if two words I could ban from this community is banger and mid, and people, <laughs> next thing I do, um, fucking hate is, that. Is, is saying uh, a movie fucks okay like, though? Oh, don't like that either. Not really. Um, this poster fucking dang. It did help. It did help. I'm with I'm with Michael, but it did help when you're like some bangers like you were excited about. So that makes it somewhat better. Anybody think of Parasite for the poster? Was that a consideration? Uh I sort of forgot about it again, but it's a really good poster. Once you mentioned, it, I was like, oh yeah, because just seeing it initially, it's a good poster, but it actually uh, after seeing the movie, it actually enhances the poster, which is a really rare thing, uh, and it's really great how they do that. Um, yeah, it's a good choice, really good choice. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I'll say overall, You're welcome, man. <laughs> this was never on my list, only because I know that everyone else loves like everything about this, and I am so like I don't remember it very well. So it was just one of the movies. Like, if you I, call I, this I, movie Paramid, I swear to God. I, no, Psycho. I just don't remember a lot of it as much as everyone else did. So I just know, like, it's not a pick that I could be like passionate about. So I just sort of removed it, but I'll rewatch it eventually, have like a better opinion. 
Fair. Um, okay. Uh, Redshaw, close out the round. Uh, yeah, so I think I'll take my movie now, and I would kind of allude to it already. It's been talked about ad nauseum in this community, but I'll take the social network. Um, so it kind of, yeah, kind of speaks for itself. I'm not going to talk about the writer, um, but, but it is an incredible script. I, I just, I, I'm just so fascinated by the story and the energy of all of it. And, um, it's just one of those movies that I would just like know back to front and just adore everything about it. I think, uh, Eisenberg and Garfield, especially Garfield, I think, um, just both incredible and just fully form characters out of like kind of these fictionalized representations of these people and kind of form this really interesting um interpretation of the story i i just think uh, again just the energy and the pace and just how it uses music like it's just one of the most energetic movies i've seen uh and i just love it pieces yeah i mean again i won't say too much on this but yeah social network is what it is i mean it it's talked about a lot, but it's just like it should be talked about a lot. It's a good movie. It has a, like a fantastic writing, um, great performances throughout. I really wish, like, I really wish Mark Zuckerberg was as this interesting in real life as he played in the <laughs> film. He's really not. Like, he's more bland than this. Because um, it make it a lot he's more. Training, he's training in MMA. Watch, watch your mouth, Cody. He's going to come get you. <laughs> I hope he gets his ass beat. The, the guy he's like paying to like act like he gets hurt. Mark is him. Could you imagine if he ever stepped in the? Oh my god, the man he would can, die. He can fight Jake Paul. I mean, he's there. I think Jake Paul kills him. I'm not like Mark Zuckerberg. Like, um, put him in the, with Amanda Nunez. I think she'd just fucking wreck his shit. Um. Overall, great movie. Great movie. I don't know if you're paying it to me or Coho. It's in my top 100. Um, it's probably a movie, honestly. It's kind of weird. It probably would fall out of my top 100 just of the over like exposure of the movie, like as much as we've talked about. Not that it's a bad movie, but there's just some movies that I, I like. I don't know. I just. I, it's not that the story isn't real or like there's stuff made up about it that I don't like. I think the like the performances are great, but like I know so much about this movie, but it doesn't crawl over the, it doesn't like hop over the, the movies I know a ton about that I always just enjoy watching. It's just like yeah, it's Social Network now. Blame Coho, I guess. I don't know. I blame him for most things in my life. Um, no, I'm anybody sad. else consider anybody else consider Social Network? Yeah, I mean, I got Fincher, so I already got it, and that's uh, otherwise it would have been pretty high on my list. It's definitely one of my favorites of not just the decade, but of all time. Yeah. The performances uh, are insane. I think it's like easily one of the best parts of it, and then the way it's shot, how Fincher shoots anything, so much care put into that movie, and like it, it keeps the pace moving about something that could be so fucking boring. I like um, that you talked yeah, positively, yeah. but also backed up your director as the positive, like made it the more important thing of the movie. <laughs> Smart choice. Right, there you go. Uh, yeah, this is definitely on my list. Uh, well, I don't know if I ever would have taken it, but I had to put it on the list. Um, it's funny, like if someone who's not in this community is like, you know what movie most people don't talk about enough is like the social network, whereas here we're just like, oh my God, this fucking movie again. Like, not saying that it's like not an incorrect pick, like Cameron, but like it is just funny how like just someone who's just like outside of this little world we're in uh, could be like, this movie needs more love. Um, but, you know, it's 
2023, I'll not be shocked if this gets uh like semi uh ghost banned. It'll be funny and interesting if that ever happens. So yeah. None of you have okay. experienced true joy until you see Cameron Redshaw read for that Rainbow Lost Twins. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was a thing. Remember when? Remember when? That was a thing. Do you guys remember when they used to read movies and then log those that movies? Log Fucking psycho. That's insane. What? Twenty was a rough time. That's fucked, dude. Pandemic was rough. Um, we hated it. They also hopped on call and watched it happen one night, and they still do that for picture this. So, movies that never seen. Check your you shit. Are, well, you still that's you even more pandemic going on. Um, no, dude, have no idea. There's a guy that runs the show right now that watches stuff on two times speed and logs them. Um, um uh, drive my car two times speed, you don't watch them for. You don't watch the first 45 minutes. It's just a rehash. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, Red Shaw, start the next round. Um, yeah, so I'm trying to figure out which category to pick. I'll, I'll go with performance. Uh, oh, there we go. Um, again, it's, it's not the most interesting pick. A lot of people talk about this performance. Uh, but it's something that I, I saw when I was getting into movies. Uh, very impactful for me. I'm picking Jake Gyllenhaal for Nightcrawler. Um, I just think this is this is one of my favorite movies, and a lot of it rests on well, it rests on the screenplay, but also just Jake Gyllenhaal's performance. I think it's just insane. Uh, just like he he kind of like plays. <laughs> he like. His physicality is like a wild animal in this movie. I, I just think it's so insane, uh, just like how he acts. He just doesn't, he's not entirely human uh, in the way that he acts. He's just like, <laughs> his eyes are bulging out. He's just like, has this very distinct way of speaking. And I just think it just enhances the movie so, so much. Um, just an absolutely wild performance, just how he can, like the moments where he snaps and even like the quiet moments when he's uh, like telling Rene Russo, like a friend is a gift you give yourself. And it's just like the creepiest thing in the world. Uh, <laughs> or when he's talking to Bill Paxton, basically threatening his life in the most uh, casual of ways. I, I just think it's, it's his best performance. Uh, we, I'm not going to talk about the Oscars that year, uh, but yeah, I, I love this performance so much. Yeah, I watched it. Um, I watched it for the first time, like a couple of years ago. Uh, it got a ton of hype over the Oscars and the, one of the biggest snubs. I watched it, thought his performance was great. On rewatch, it went down for me a little bit. I didn't love it as much. Like, I think he's good. I think he's a great performance. He's one of those that I talked about. But I don't just love it as much as I thought the performance was. I don't think it aged that well. Um, but again. If you're going to pick any, he's definitely the standout of this movie. And, like, I can see where somebody would say, like, he's the best because him, he's doing so much in this movie that he's probably never done before, like, how he's able to, like, take it to a whole nother level. So, um, yeah, I, I, 2010s, I don't blame this to be a choice pick. Like, I figured it'd be on there. Anybody else consider Nightcrawler? I think of the two, like, here, I still take Oyelowo. Like, why everyone likes John, he's not my bag for that year. 
like good pick. I think there's better ones on the board though. Good talk. Good talk. I watched this in high school and I did not care for it. So to me, I, maybe I got to rewatch it and I'll appreciate it more or something. But yeah, not a fan of this one. Really. Yeah, I mean, like, it was on my list. But like, yeah, Cameron said everything that needed to be said. Like, it's really great. Um, okay. So, um, Andrew, what's your pick? All right. I'm free. I'm free on movie. Nobody else gets one of those. So I get to leave it. And so I'm going to go ahead and go with best use of song, and I'm choosing Caravan, or as you may know it, the ending song of Whiplash. Um, this scene is just, like, mind-blowingly good. It's, there's a, there was once a, a note that apparently the producers told Damien Chazelle that he needed to cut down the ending because they didn't understand why it had to be so long. But I think true cinephiles understand what's happening there is just, like, for me, it's probably my favorite moment in movies but that's got some other stuff going into it um like i just did the energy between teller and simmons it's like the culmination of their performances um as they start in this conflict and they they gradually began to work together and just the energy that he brings to it ah, i don't it's 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 a beautiful piece a beautiful finale to a movie and uh like a pick that i was hoping to god nobody else got although i don't know if it was on anybody else's list I don't love this as much as everybody else. Oh. Um, no, I've been on record to say that. I don't love Whiplash to the level of um, a lot of people in this community. Um, one, it's just because I never have... I have zero musical talent, like, coursing through my veins. I have nothing. I don't have, I don't have rhythm. I can't sing. Nothing. So people that can piss me off in general because... <laughs> Uh, they're and people that can play multiple really pissed me off because they couldn't just like sprinkle some down, <laughs> anyways. <clears throat> I don't like that, like drums. And th I think they're cool. Good job. Ooh, let's move on. I don't give a shit. Like, if I've had to see like siblings and like come see me play, but I don't care. Cool, you can do something. I can't thank you. So there are scenes and stuff from this movie that I really love. Like, I absolutely love. And I know how impressive that last scene is and how many, uh, how many people love that scene. Just never rises to, like, a, oh, my God. I mean, he's bleeding. Like, he's not even Like, that's cool. I don't care. <laughs> but, like, um, I'm more of a JK fan in that sense, you know? Like, just yeah. beat the shit out of the kid, okay? That's, you know, yeah. a I'm a drummer named Andrew, so to me, there's, like, a whole thing going on there. <laughs> Probably some narcissism but, involved. Yeah, like, we can, we can reenact the scene. I'm cool with that. <laughs> Great, Listen, uh, but I understand where it ranks, and I think, overall, that's a good choice. If you're mm -hmm. going to pick a song that fits the movie, that's fine. It's just, for me, it's never risen to, like, the... Okay, I gotta recalculate some future picks, then, based on your response here. Right. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Zach. Okay, uh, no. Uh, you're gonna end up, you're gonna end up like him in the car wreck. Um, okay, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, 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 what's everybody else's thought of this? I know a lot more people are high on this, so go ahead. Yeah, um, I'm uh, upset. Uh, <laughs> this this was my number one pick for use of song. If I was being smarter, I would have waited on movie, uh, and I would have picked yeah. this instead because uh, I this is a critical error. 
Right. Yeah, I, I I was gambling that no one else would think of it or take it, uh, but I was... Unfortunately for you, you didn't realize this wondering. is my favorite movie of the 2010. <laughs> that is fair. No, I, this is one of my favorite finales of any movie ever. Uh, I think this song is incredible. Uh, I listened to it on repeat, like on my phone after this movie came out, and yeah, no, it's great. It was my I mean, exam prep song. <laughs> <laughs> I, I consider this category for needle drops only, so I never crossed my mind. Technically, Great it's mix, though. well, it's not a needle drop, but it is. Uh, it is a song that it's not an original before. song. Yeah, yeah but uh, yeah, this is definitely on my list. Like, not only is like. It's just a great scene in and of itself. There's like history from when he was trying to do it earlier in the movie and then to sort of being betrayed in that sort of early part of that scene coming back around. There's even improv in the scene. And then like, you know, there's this whole story going into it just that makes it sort of elevates it above just like a normal, that a cool needle drop that some of us might choose later on. Um, yeah, really great choice. I'm so worried that you're all listening to the Whiplash Caravan version, not any of the classical jazz versions of Caravan. Oh, fucking the the God, drum roll, dude. The drum roll. You've got to hear the drum roll. Uh, um, you're all the worst. Uh, one of my biggest regrets in life um, is, like, in fourth grade, I got to pick an instrument. I chose drums um, because drums, not that fucking interesting. You're just banging a lot. I wish I'd pick some of the notes. Um, and how do, how do drums go again? Trumpet, trumpet. Trumpet. Boom, 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 boom. I played drums for eight years. I know what the fuck I'm doing. Boom. <laughs> And I, if it helps, Zach, I'm listening to neither version of Caravan <laughs> ever. Um, so, but if I had to, I'd probably pick Whiplash. Um, <laughs> That's what um, okay. uh, no, it's really not. It um, uh, Michael, what's your next one? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so for my next pick, I will be choosing uh, Best Use of Song as well. Um, it is one of the most sort of awe-inspiring and like goosebump-inducing moments of the 2010s. Uh, every time you see it, you just your serotonin boost. Uh, it just goes up. Fuck uh, you! Fuck you! No! Like no! one of the most joyous moments of the decade. Of course, I'm choosing uh, the Dancing Queen needle drop in Mamma Mia. Here we go again. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, like I said, you know, there's the whole you know plot. Uh, so the three dads, their whole plot of this movie is, you know, trying to get to the island and, you know, Pierce, uh, Pierce Brosnan is there. And so, you know, is are they going to make it? Like, we don't know. Like, we really do not know. It could be they could have had a crash, you know. It's just all up in the air. And then you just see, you're like, what? what is that? And you look out and you see Colin Firth and Stellan Skarsgård hugging like they have been gay lovers for like 50 years while dancing queen plays uh in the background and it is like the fucking happiest moment of the decade like you can't you can't not watch that and be like wow this is incredible and you just like can't ha not have a smile on your face um because not only is it just fucking abba which is like the greatest band ever uh just this like i said the sort of build up to that moment of them wanting to get everything going wrong uh and then finally getting there and then everyone on the boat is dancing and sort of continues out really hop on the boat it is just one of the best moments of not only of the decade but of all time and i i am happy you're saying that as well yeah 
so I've never seen the movie. Um, and that's wrong. That's wrong. I've seen half this movie. Um, I watched it. I went to the theater with my wife. We were sitting there, and um, Waterloo happened. Um, and I think my wife like thought my soul left my body just because I was not having a great time. And she's like, you can go home if you'd like. And I was like, really? She's like, yeah, just come pick me back up. And I left. Um, but it's funny you say that. It's funny you say that. That you can't watch this without a smile on your face. Because I played the clip while you're talking, and literally that's what happened as soon as like the clip like the song was playing. Because Dancing Queen, like those that song and how it played on the clip worked really well. I think it worked really well. I like that song. I like the moment. I think I think overall <laughs> if any song is gonna work in Mama Mia, here we go again. Dancing Queen should pretty well. Like that's that's a really good use of it. So hey, I haven't seen the movie. I only had to see, uh, you know, two minutes and 50 seconds of it. So that's a win in my book. Way to go. Way to use the uh, the song. Uh, anybody else have this on their list? Is this Here We Go Again or the original? Here We, Here go, we go Again. Oh, okay. I was going to shit on the original because I feel like they use it really poorly in the original, but I haven't seen Here We Go Again. So, Well, that's damn. Apparently it's good. Okay. I I need to rewatch this movie. Uh, I don't think I gave this movie the credit it deserves, and someone may have given me this movie on Blu-ray as a wedding present, and I still haven't watched it. Um, but that being said, what I remember of this what scene a bad is wedding incredible. Gift. I also got to be like a toaster. Okay, it wasn't the only. You you want you want to talk about a crumb bum scum bum, punk. <laughs> Screw Waterloo. This, this song sucks. This movie sucks. I love Jersey. I love every time Jersey Jerry pops up. Thank you, Kahala. Okay. Anybody else real quick before I move on? Um, Dancing Queen was done better in Eurovision Song Contest. I'll never watch this movie. Yeah, it was, baby! <laughs> <laughs> you have Coho backing you up. So you that tells me all of you. Right Did you say now? you would never watch this movie? I'll never watch it. There's a hundred years of movies. When am I gonna fucking find time for a scene the bottom of the You just send a list where you want to watch like Uncharted and Jurassic World. Yeah, it's a new release. Wow. In Mamma Mia, here we go again. Does Chris Pratt grab a dinosaur by the throat? Does does. Chris Pratt go like that. <laughs> Does he? I didn't watch the movie. I refuse to watch the movie. The minion like is when he grabs somebody put the dinosaur by the throat. I'm like, wow, why not? <laughs> that makes sense. Um, all right, Spencer, you're on the clock. What is that drafted? It's movie and song. Uh, yes, movie and song. The only people that need song left are Redshaw and um, you. Okay. All right, so I'm gonna. All right, so I'll, I'll be taking performance then. Okay. Um, Only one performance taken so far, right? Two, I think. Yeah, I think it's just one. Day Lewis. No. And- oh, sorry, I didn't count one. Only so one. Daniel Day. Daniel Day Lewis and. Um, Jillian Hall. Yeah. Being a tra- being a child actor is real hard. Uh, <laughs> real difficult. So I think, you know what? Let's pick a child. And what's the better child than a 23-year-old playing like a 14-year-old? Uh, I'll be playing Caitlin Deaver in Short Term 12. This is just incredible. Like, she's fucking phenomenal. I think it's so... She has to handle so much. And even just say it in so few words. Like, even just like the way the character's written. 
is she's not really telling anyone what's going on with her, but you still see it in her face. She tries to hide it because she's a little shitty teenager who's like, I don't want to feel emotions, but you still feel how much pain she's going through. And it all coalesces in uh, Nina and the shark and just how the way that she has to sort of show everything through this little children's story. It's fucking heartbreaking. And then just you have that moment of release where she's attacking her she dad's fucking car and it's the full gamut of emotion with a character who tries to keep everything close to the vest and she just does it perfectly yeah i hate you for bringing it up um it's a movie i tried not to talk about because of how how this movie affected me when i watched it um i think it's absolutely a fantastic performance i've wanted to go back and watch this movie i've refused to like i, I won't uh, for right now, um, yeah, but her performance is great. That scene alone is top tier. Um, basically, all the the character arc through that story is incredible. Still, kind of surprised how untalked about that movie really is. I mean, I know in this community is, but it's not like reached uh, as high as it probably should be. I think she. Um, I, like I've said before, I think she'll be nominated for an Oscar. She'll probably win at some point in her life. I think she's great. So, Good choice. Really good choice, especially a performance. I think that's the strongest performance so far pick, picked in my book. Um, and I'm the only one that matters. Um, anybody uh, have this on their list? Yeah. I, I also... I, I There were several things here that I considered. Um, but, yeah. Deaver's great. Uh, like Definitely top two in that movie, I'll say. Um, the cast is stacked though it is surprising in that respect that it hasn't blown up as well because of how well known some of these people have become yeah, um, Rami Malek for sure yeah well yeah that and like um, oh, what's her name field. yeah there's there's a, a bunch but yeah I, just, I threw a shot at I Rami I'm sorry Rami great um, thing you did a sh I hate that fucking movie. Sorry. Um, he's, good. he's fine in this as the very supporting character that he. No, is. he's fine. No, he's fine. I'm saying, uh, I gave a certain group a lot of shit when when a movie came out called Bohemian Rhapsody, and then I rewatched oh, yeah. it. And no, that shit blows. I wanted to apologize for the sins that I gave to the community, but overall, <laughs> I wouldn't take back those moments because man, were they some angry moments for some of these when people. <laughs> Best editing, still stand by. Great editing. Great editing. Uh, all right. Still my favorite is you want to right. pop um, up. Go ahead. Boom, boom. All right. Um, I'm gonna just go best performance just to keep it on track, and I'm gonna go with Florence Pugh for Midsommar. Um, going in the re the relevance. Um, this was you know, Florence Pugh, um, you know, had Lady Macbeth before us and definitely still had like a breakout for those like following. Uh, but this was her like, this is a serious um, actress that we're going to be watching for decades. This is like where I said her season best movie where I'm like, I need to watch everything she's done, especially on rewatch is when I'm like, this is like an all timer performance. Um, you know, she is going through a completely terrible tragedy that like it would be hard for any of us to relate to um of so much pain um and as someone who's trying to escape that go on this trip still live a real life even though this pain is always there um but what really sings this performance um for me is that transition i like weirdly find midsummer a hopeful movie especially the ending i think is like super hopeful and how like get through grief and you know community of support and i think that her 
evolution to that, like this freedom of this pain um, is shown gradually through the movie while still playing the horror elements and the fear elements so perfectly. Um, it's something I found, I find really um, like all inducing um, and remarkable, especially in her um, May Queen pole dance. Um, that's a Warzone reference there. Uh, May, May Queen, uh, May Pole Queen. Um, she, that sequence of her kind of like being drugged and like being, that's really like where you kind of like see the, the cleanse sort of happening, her kind of like losing her mind through this event. Um, I don't know. I have nothing smart to say. I'm a dumbass. Um, it's a great performance. <laughs> Um, yeah, car, the car wreck movie, as I refer to this, it's basically, it's a car wreck. You can't look away, but like, I think the movie's fine. It will never rank really high for me overall. Her performance is good. Great. I find I, this movie is just so uncomfortable for me to watch. Like, uh, I wish I could like, <laughs> like as some people do, but I'm, you know, I think it makes me a better person that I don't watch this movie all the time and don't like, like love it as some because it's, it's a very rough watch for me. Um, but uh, her performance is great. I think she's also, if we did like a futures pick, like best actor, best actress, or best actor in like the next thirty years, twenty years, I think she gets it. She's in the news a lot right now. I can't stop hearing her name in the news right now. But overall, Super fun. great performance. She, she, she's in. She's innocent. She also didn't spit on anybody, so that's fair too. Apparently, or whatever that is. I don't know. Crazy times. Um, but overall, really great choice. Uh, I think these next last two beat the first two. So, um, yeah. Uh, anybody else have her on the list? And now Michael, I think, is the only one that, that gets no. Just I have two other people. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I definitely had Florence Pugh on my list uh, for this uh, role as well. Um, like the, oh, yeah, we'll just admire that. Uh, the sort of guttural scream she like she lets out at the beginning is just like sort of unmatched, and yeah, it's kind of really just sort of heartbreaking. Um, if we're doing, if we ever do like a twenty twenties draft, I would pick like Florence Pugh just for a performance at the Venice Film Festival. I think that should count. Just saying for future reference if we do like the three years the 2020s have gone for next year. Um, so yeah, I think that's probably been her best performance in her life so far. So, yeah. All right, Zach, open up. Um, yeah, picking to their Zoom would not have crossed anyone's mind, but is one of my favorite directors of all time and a real quantity decade for him. I'm picking um, the future um, adopted father, Theo Noah Baumbach, for uh, my director. Um, Noah Baumbach directed seven movies uh, in this decade, counting the documentary De Palma. Um, we got, here we go. This is where you get to read the segment of the show where you read IMDb. Greenberg, Francis Ha, While We're Young, Mistress America, De Palma, The Myoris um, Stories, and Marriage Story. Three of those great movies. We got Marriage Story, Myoris Stories, and Francis Hall, which is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, so much fucking Greta Gerwig in there. And, you know, she's also the future adopted mother of, you know, and, um, you know, the love of my spiritual heart. Um, 
giving you know some top tier performances um, in Francis Hall and a really funny um, throwback performance like Schoolboy Comedies and Mistress America. Um, there is more variety, I think, than you expect. I mean, he's really switched up with White Noise coming out, but between um, he does more straightforward comedies like While We're Young and Mistress America um, is very different to the more you know village family dramas of My Life Stories and Marriage Story, especially Marriage Story. Um, it is probably was when he crossed the mainstream threshold to being someone to take more serious um by 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 film watchers um but has always been so i also like love greenberg that's my discover go to gerwig um 2010 important year of my life greenberg's a, was really old school Noah Bumbeck before he um kind of became a little more accessible that it's, it's just like super cynical and um just like an angry unlikable Ben Stiller character um and that's just like shit I, I can eat up in his writing those characters um I find um very on point so no bomb back my guy um sorry Theo you'll have a better life he he was a writer on Madagascar 3 most wanted are we counting that's that how, that's how, that's how he, Probably his best. No, part. we're not counting that. I'll be honest he, with you. He, he for wrote your sake, circus. we're not counting. Imagine he wrote the circus song. What is it like, circus? circus um. Circus. So this is an interesting pick. Um. Because I consider the I've seen four of the I've seen four of his movies from this. Three I like a lot. One new. Uh, you can all take a guess on which one I don't like. Um, but I think, like, the Meyerowitz story, I love that movie. I think that movie is absolutely great. I think Adam that performance Sandler's is best performance. It's up there. It's definitely up there. And that's not true. Um, Hunter Hunter Love is not true. Uh, but overall, Meyerowitz story, I think, is great. Marriage story, he did the sequel to The Squid and the Whale. Um, and then while we're young, I do enjoy that movie a lot. I don't like Francis Ha, but I don't think it's a terrible choice. I like his movies a lot more than I thought I ever would. So don't hate the pick. Honestly, really good choice. Um, anybody else have Noah Baumbach on their list? Who doesn't have a director? Me. And You're the only one. No. Not okay. No, I have Danny Villa. I will say, no, I do not like Noah Baumbach. Uh, Marriage huh. Story is his best uh, film. That's the least bomb. But I, I will say this. I don't think like, as a director or whatever, I fucking hate his screenplays. His screenplays are fucking annoying and shitty, and I hate every character in them. Again, that's not Marriage Mary Story is great. I hate While We're Young. I don't like My Way Stories that much. It's okay, whatever. Fuck Francis Ha. Oh. Fuck Mistress America. Mistress America fucking blows. I hate him so much about this man. <laughs> the fact that Madagascar 3 is like mid-tier for his scripts says a lot. Boom. Roasted. <laughs> That's a lot about you. <laughs> Sorry. Boom. Roasted. Uh, you talk about his scripts like this is the guy who wrote in While We Young to have Naomi once dance to hit him up by two back. That for me deserves, like that's basically is like, yeah, he deserves to be chosen purely for that scene alone. Like that's iconic. So, yeah. Okay. I have only... I've only seen Marriage Story, but Adelaide just accidentally uh, dissed Fantastic Mr. Fox. Uh, and I'm not going to forget it, Adelaide. Not 2010s. Not 2010s. But you, you said a blanket <laughs> statement. Se Take second me. best screenplay. I'll say that was also like Anderson carried a little bit. 
Well, let's just not talk about Fantastic Mr. Fox, okay? Um, uh, uh, Spence, you can you can remember that, Renshaw, by the way. You can remember why I just said um, All right, Spence, your pick. I don't know if I'm allowed to do this. Can I see, like, the, the draft board again? Oh. You're fucking picking short-term 12. No one's picking your shit. Say something. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> he's, he's giving me the hold up. Uh, are you wanting what's picked? Oh, okay. So, okay, so... Zach Sonic just paper. opened with no bomb. All right, so in that case, uh, I'll do poster next. Doing very minimalist poster, very very like simple one. Uh, I'll pick First Reformed. Hmm. I think that this is sort of just like... this is On paper, this is like, oh, it's just like a face with a line through it. And then I looked into it deeper. And I realized that I think that it speaks to sort of like the narr- the narrative of like the like environmentalism and the amount of terrorists that are sort of like the stuff like, not the stuff, like a big part of the movie and seeing basically the fire that leads from that, from him to the church and how every step of this journey questioning his beliefs and questioning who he is as a person is fueled by the single line of fire basically through his face and it's just so like you're like oh it's whatever and every time i look at it i'm like this is perfect it is one of the best posters ever like it's incredible you can see, like, uh, on the left side, like, the, the top of the church spire. Basically, everything's, like, a little flame and starts building up towards the end. It's, like, as it begins questioning his beliefs more and more. The poster's a yeah. metaphor. That's hard. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, this falls in those movies that, um, like, I didn't love. Um, like, um, but overall, poster-wise, that's what we're judging on. The poster. Sure. Not bad of the poster choices. I think I think Parasite's a little bit stronger, but overall I like the message behind, you know, Michael, just fuck you. Like, can you put it back on screen? I don't want to see Michael. Um, I actually like when Michael's gone. Um, um but yeah, I think overall, like I it's interesting. When I put poster, I was really curious of what people would pick. None of these were the ones I thought. I thought they were going to be the same stack posters that the you know like all the Marvel movies have done, like all the, <laughs> the major big ones have done, just with different faces. So interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, anybody else's thoughts, real quick, on first reform? How close was it to making your list? For, it's mo- for- it's mostly a face and the fire, and I'm glad you're happy with the metaphor, but just like the moves and the eyes, heavy-handed metaphor. Um, so, oh, fucking churches burn. How how insightful of you. Um, Dwight, you ignorant slut. Maybe a Hawk staring into the abyss. I've seen that before. I mean, it's a great look. Fucking love Ethan Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> I adore the movie, and because of that, I looked at the poster, and it is like better than most face posters, but it is ultimately a face poster. Which on the twenty tens so a face poster decade though, like I'm like remember, remember yeah. the, the decade. Oh, 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 it's like your own little, like, yeah. significant Not like I'm thinking Avengers yeah. Endgame with, like, ooh, look at all those faces. Oh, boy. Like, nah. <laughs> it's, it's functionally like the Martian, because you. if you think about it, he has a face on there, and the space helmet represents the fact that he's in space. Um, it's it's a face poster, you know? I'm thinking Spider-Man Homecoming, because there's people on it, because there's people in the movie. Boom. And three Tony Starks. I mean... <laughs> All yes. right. Okay. Uh, Michael. Uh, sorry. We uh, need to get the sound in there for the giraffe, Coho. I need you to figure that out. Uh, <laughs> sorry for my... I'll go poster as well, just because 
I want to leave director Lars because it's just like, I think movie and director are probably the two most important categories. I just find it funny that I'm leaving director to last. Um, so for my poster, uh, I'm going to choose uh, one from, it's not like the main poster, but it's the second main. I think we said that's allowed. Um, uh, I'm going to choose one from It Follows and Caleb, when you search, it's the one where she's looking in the review mirror. Um, so this basically encapsulates the whole movie, like sort of the 80s, but sort of contemporary aesthetic of it, where it's not totally defined. It's, it's not like it could take place today, but it could take place 10 years ago. Um, it also sort of speaks to the sort of plot of the movie where you are always sort of looking behind you because the it is following you. The titular it is titular, titular following you. Um, hence, it follows. Yep, that's the one. And also, it, just, it sort of harkens back to like those old classic style. It looks like a Stephen King book uh, cover. And I think that really sort of, you see that poster and I think you know exactly what you're getting. It's like a horror, it looks like a horror movie. She looks scared. Um, but there's also this sort of aesthetic and I think it just totally works on every level and it's just a really great uh, designed poster. Um, it's also like not too busy. It tells you everything you need to know. So I think that's, it works. Yeah. Um, I've never seen that poster before. Um, I think it's super strong. It looks like one of those posters that would come out for like a movie that's already been out and it's like, Oh, here's the new sleeve for it. And it's like this, like a, like a design for it. But I think it works for, uh, again, I've never seen the movie. I know what the movie's about. I know. Thank you. Uh, that sounds fucking terrifying. Um, but, um, overall, I think that's, a, I think that's the strongest poster so far. Um, I think it's the most unique poster too. So yeah, good choice. Really good choice. I like that poster. Um, was that on anybody's list for poster? I have not seen it before. It. It, it pretty rules. Um, I, I'm a big fan of any of the more like graphic designer illustrative posters rather than photographs. Um, and I will say though, a little too like ambiguous. Like this is a movie about a sex monster. Um, they, it should be a little sexier. Um, there should be a little more more fucking. Uh, she on. had nail polish. If that doesn't tell you she's promiscuous, well. <laughs> oh my god, you hate women. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No. <laughs> he doesn't hate women. He loves your sister. And my wife. We don't talk about that. Oh, women. no. That's not. That's just, I respect your wife. I think she's better than you. Uh, <laughs> cool. Which most of us do, anyway. Um, he said, My wife a Christmas present? Not me, but my wife. Yeah. Yeah. I just. Hey. Yeah. Fuck, fuck you. Having to deal with you is needing of a gift, I believe. <laughs> yeah, can I get your address? I need to send her a gift too. Um, okay, uh, Andrew, you're up. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm conflicted here. <laughs> okay, uh, I don't think I you. I'll like, oh, shoot my phone plate again. And then I, <laughs> I am. I think I'm sticking with my gut, and. I, I think I have both of these categories to myself now, which is movie and performance. Um, so I'm going to go with performance and I'm going to ride on the hope that you appreciate this movie the way I do in contrast. I think Zach still has performance, right? No, poster. Everyone's hope was holding on poster. It's use of a song okay. and poster left, I think. Um, okay. okay, I'm going to go with Karen Edgerton in Rocket Man. Uh, I think... Uh, 
absolutely fucking brilliant. That's textbook pandering. If that's pandering, I'm excited because I didn't know that. This is just one of my favorite actors. Um, okay, great. <laughs> uh, because I fucking hate Bohemian Rhapsody and Dexter Fletcher came back and he said, okay, I had to take over that shit show. Let me show you what a real musical, a real musical biopic should be with Rocket Man. Just like this fucking brilliant, incredible, um, like jukebox musical. It's not just showing them recording the songs in context. It uses these songs at crucial moments in his life. And the person who delivers on that is Taron Edgerton with not only a brilliant acting performance, but a brilliant vocal performance that makes me personally like some of these Elton John songs more in their new version. Um, it's it to me. It it made me fall in love with Elton John even more. Uh, it made me uh, just oh god I, I I can't I can't explain I've seen this movie so many times. Um, Edgerton delivers just a performance that probably could have gotten him the Oscar if Malik hadn't stolen it the year before. Yeah, um, I love this movie, and I probably love the performance more. Um, I think this movie is absolutely incredible. Um. And it's on it's on the shoulders of him. Um, uh, I 100% agree. I think if Robbie Malik never won, I think Taron Edgerton would have an Oscar for it. I think he gives an insane performance. I mean, it's kind of pandering. I mean, the song that we opened the show to is "The Bitch Is Back." Um, sure. But <laughs> if I didn't uh, know that, doesn't that's count. fair? That's that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> no, you're good. You get you get a pass. Like if if somebody that knew me for a long time came in and picked that, everybody would be like, roll their eyes. But no. Just, <laughs> I mean, I, of the 2010s, I don't think it's my favorite performance ever, but overall, like, especially when you compare them back to back to probably Malik and him, it looks yeah. like 10 times better. Um, and I don't think this movie works even close to how good it is if it isn't for him. Um, yeah. I think the way he sings, um, I'm a big Taron Edgerton fan. I hope he does great things in the future. I really do. I'm um, a big Kingsman guy. Yeah. So I think he can do, I think he can. He's so versatile in what he can do. So I think definitely. Oh yeah, that's a good question. The the faction or the um uh, right. I mean, I should probably say both, right? Because it's like, <laughs> oh, um, I don't know, man. I'll, I like. I'll, I, no, would I, actually, say, I would say I would say the that movie. faction, dude. I love the movies, though. <laughs> Let me just say, Coho. Oh shit! Someone's locked up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, I'm currently you a son of a bitch. You just shot me in the face. <laughs> I'm the currently a free agent. Someone, someone, some would say the faction is the scum of the earth. You know, <laughs> Andrew is a top five Purdue boy. I'll go on the record for that. Yeah, I am. Uh, a, I am a Purdue boy, unfortunately. And one above Kenny Prather. <laughs> what? what? There's literally no one in the world that I don't hate right now. <laughs> Stop it, Andrew. I, I do, I do boy. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what that is. Okay, uh, did it, well, I guess everybody else had a performance to tear an edition across anybody's mind about picking it for this movie. Yeah. Um, no, because he's the first person to ever utter the sentence. Taron Edgerton is my favorite actor. <laughs> Sorry, I, you know what? I just Sorry. saw him in Legend yesterday, and honestly, he was he was pretty good there. Maybe maybe taking there, like just fucking Tom Hardy felt like it's like hard. Uh, Tom Hardy in that role, it's fun for the first half, and then it gets so boring. But that's not important. That's not what we're talking about. <laughs> Um, yeah, some interesting performances left off. Well, uh, that's interesting um, overall. Okay, um, Redshaw, close out this round. 
Okay. Um, I still need time to think about the music choice. I'm between a few, so I'll go with poster now. Uh, so it's coming right back to me. I'm gonna take the lobster. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you gotta do it before the pick. <laughs> 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 he's doing the best he's like, he's like, he lags, Zach. I'm sorry that this isn't a production that I'm being paid for to put my blood, sweat, and tears into for your puppet loving ass. <laughs> but but when I was when I was making my draft list, I literally for poster I wrote any Yorgos poster. Uh, because I think you can pick any Yorgos Life Post poster and they're all great. Uh, I hate everything. In the world, right now. Uh, but no, I think the lobster is just really great. I, I love minimalist posters, and that's kind of the essence of what this is. I'm still like stalling for Coho to put it up, uh, but just it kind <laughs> of that button repeatedly. I love uh, what a one. I love that he's had the sound for one round, and the moment he misses on the second time, everyone gives him shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's only we've only had one sound in this entire show for the entire run of it. He gets it one time, <laughs> and everybody wants to take him out back and shoot him. It's great. <laughs> yeah, I I just love how this kind of uh, exemplifies the movie, and it's just really uh, like his characters desperately searching for uh, a partner uh, and also searching for like being loved uh and it's really but it's like got the coldness and like empty uh empty emotionlessness that like the movie also has in a weird way uh by like having the women out of the poster um but yeah i just think it's it's really really smart on uh, summarize what the movie is about i'm not actually huge on the movie uh but i, I really like this poster and what's uh, I think it's an I hate this poster, and the only reason I hate this poster, and it's nothing wrong with it. Like overall, so take my feelings away from it. Great poster, good job. Um, I worked in a movie theater, and I worked in a movie theater in like small town. Well, you know how it is, Redshaw. You're from the same yeah. like yeah. idiots, idiots that live in the Midwest. Uh, the uh, and basically people would um, come up and go. <laughs> doesn't look like a lobster um, all the time. Um, oh. Really just like drained me after a while. And then when they buy tickets to it, I'm like, hey, you probably don't need to go see this movie. And then they'd go see it anyways and come out and go, that's the biggest piece of shit I've ever seen. Um, it was just it was just like a draining like time for that movie to come out. So great movie poster, but God, <laughs> middle America fucking idiots um yeah anybody else think about uh, thoughts on the lobster poster i hate to say it's a great poster (laughs) you go ahead spence this this was very high on my list i was talked out of it because all yorgos lampos posters are white with person on it therefore bad uh so i just decided to go first reformed instead but honestly fucking banger pick awesome awesome fucking pick you get Con Farrell's uh, mustache and not fucking rules. Mm. Yeah. And a man with a mustache is a man to be desired, let me just say. Mm. Um, Beards are better. <laughs> Facts. 
facts on that one. Um, Buy less beard. Some people can't grow them, so let's be kind. Draft movie yeah. beards. Mustaches are for the prepubescent. So, uh, the thing that I can't say is that uh, a movie came out and now everybody feels like they can rock a mustache, which is creating awkward time, like creepy times inside like uh, gas stations and stuff. Yes. I'm sorry, Andrew. The amount, of, the amount of people that are walking around Missouri with just the stash right now, fucking yeah. hate. It's embarrassing, creepy. It's... I felt like it was creepy alone. Some people rock a mustache. <laughs> I, I know, I know Cody, you're not you're not on Tinder, but there's a big thing where it's like, oh, I'm Jim, look, Jim looking for my Pam. I expect oh, a lot of, I'm God. looking for my rooster. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Wait, people started doing that because of rooster? Who? <laughs> 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 That's crazy. Yeah, they're doing it for uh, Ben Powell going down there, whatever's fucking. The people that think that they're the, fucked up. I though, just, I just find it hilarious that people think they're on the same level of Miles Teller. I just want to tell people, not. Um, okay. Uh, all right. So you had time, Zach. I did an entire speech about oh, uh, rednecks talking about the lobster and yeah. uh, mustaches. What did I say? You keep calling red Zach. Zach. We're different people. We can all do that. I feel so bad because I would have never done that like intentionally. Redshaw, no, like... um, you're better than that. Um, what's your better? <laughs> Very rude. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm still struggling. <laughs> <laughs> it really like cuts off the first one. You can only like catch like the two seconds. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, so for use of song. Yeah, I'm just going to go with my heart. I'm going to pick uh, What's Up Danger from Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, it's the the song uh, right after he has a conversation through the door with his dad, uh, basically leading up to Miles becoming Spider-Man, in a sense. It's the mom becoming Spider-Man and going to the final battle. And it's just like one of the most chill inducing like one of my favorite comic book movie moments or scenes like ever uh and the song just works so well in all of it uh just like the build-up uh and just like how it builds up when aunt may's like took you long enough and then it just keeps going from there and of course the the upside down shot when they first say what's up danger and just like the instrumental like cuts out for the moment and then it all comes back when he swings into the city i just think it's uh, it's just so fun. Uh, and just yeah, it just gives me chills every time. Really good choice. Really good choice. Um, uh, I this movie doesn't get talked about as much as it used to get talked about, which is a plus. Um, this is like <laughs> the, the hottest movie ever when it came out. Um, I think Koho watched like three times or whatever in like a week or whatever. Um, but great use of a song. Honestly, I like the, uh, especially when you started mentioning, um, like when he goes back to when he goes to Aunt May and she does the fight, like the, the the song just works really well inside. I think that's something as uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse doesn't get enough credit for of how great the soundtrack like plays with the movie. So, yeah, great choice. Um, you had your picks. It took. A, I want. I'm interested what you were battling against, but uh, we can talk after the show. Um, Anybody have anybody think of this before um, we move on to the next pick? Yeah, I, this was okay. this was pretty high on my list, but um, it, I mean it's an iconic scene, and I, I think uh, basically it's complemented by the visuals. The visuals of that scene are what like really drive it 
Um, but the song is a perfect compliment. And it's an original song for the movie, which fucking rules. Uh, I listen to it all the time, like on its own. I listen to that whole soundtrack on its own. So, uh, yeah, I think great pick. Zach, did you have a problem with iconic? Yeah, you feel like we're a little loose with the word iconic. I think it's iconic, and I think in 30 years, Spider-Verse will still be one of the most talked about movies of the 2010s. I literally have no memory of that song or scene. So. Oh, you're, that's, I'm sorry, man, but you got some shit in your brain going on, and you got to figure it out. That's true. Zach can't remember like, the chorus of his favorite song. Uh, <laughs> well, roasted. <laughs> Probably the best clip you added to the show. Um, okay. Uh, uh, thank you for closing out your uh, draft, Redshaw. Um, all right, Andrew, final pick. Okay. Uh, okay, well, I have to do it. Okay, so I've got movie left, and I have no comedy representation on my board. And so I feel the need to do that as a massive comedy fan. And I think the best comedy of the 2010s is The Nice Guys. Uh, this is... Dude, I don't give a shit if people disagree. This no. movie fucking rules. It got better for me after I started viewing it, it like multiple times. Because uh, to be honest, I didn't track the plot super well the first time. All I remembered were the big laughs. But then like the plot's pretty fun, and the big laughs stick on rewatch. Um, I genuinely considered taking Gosling just for performance, because it's one of the funniest performances of the decade. Um, it's him breaking away from his uh, loner sort of vibe into his high-strung comedy kind of vibe, which is always fun, and it's his best version of it. Um, the score is incredible. It's got this whole, like, neo, like, is this noir-type theme that's, like, really modernized and works really well. And it's just, it's such a good ride. Uh, one of the best kid actor performances that I've seen recently as well. Uh, I think there's some contest there that I won't bring up, but uh, God, just uh, a phenomenally funny movie. Better than Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Um, I don't know. I, I love this movie so much. Yeah, The Nice Guys is a movie that I absolutely love. Um, again, the classic thing is why didn't people go watch this in theaters and done yeah. it would have done better yeah. overall? Probably wouldn't have done like I don't yeah. think enough people would have been able to trigger enough for the studio. What they honestly should have done was like go to an HBO and like invest in like the because um, they're paying top dollar, they would have been able to um, like do a TV series for it. I think that would have worked really well. Yeah. No, but the nice guy is super strong, super strong. I could watch Ryan Gosling fight with a door, uh, bathroom door, like for a long period of time. Um, I think uh, is this the same year as Lala Lala Land? Land? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Way better Gosling performance. In my uh, it's a great year. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I think it's absolutely incredible. I think it's great. Sorry, I know it's old record, but I, I've stood by that. <laughs> um, uh, of them? <laughs> sure. good, good luck. Good luck. Dude, uh, I feel like you that person. Gosling's performance is not, like, the star of that thing. <laughs> no, it's just it is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's the fucking, <laughs> it's the fucking camera guy. That's the best part. Um, uh, yeah, so great choice. Um, yeah, nice guys. Anybody want to say anything, or we can just move on to Michael? Yeah, uh, uh, this the is... ending sucks. No, uh, this is actually on my list as well. Like for no. to sort of represent comedy, um, I think it's 
just yeah straight up one of the funniest movies it gets better with every rewatch like and gary rice is incredible and zach like zach you said you played drums so give me a rim job i should i mean a rim shot uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, that, that's a joke for the movie um yeah it's great great choice okay um michael your pick yeah. Uh, um, so I have director left. Um, I'm sort of saving it because I mean there's still like massive directors left, but I want to go with more personal choice. Someone who covers a lot of ground um, of the decade, made a bunch of movies. Um, I'm going to go with uh, James Wan. James Wan. Um, are you waiting for cheers? James Wan. <laughs> Did you guys hear me? I said James Wan. <laughs> um, no, he starts the decade off with uh, the first Insidious, which, like in the horror community, I think is like immediately sort of hit. And there's been like five of them, and then like there's another one coming. Patrick Wilson directed it. Um, uh, they actually made that this year. Like it's got some sort of iconic uh scares uh and sort of imagery um i could also chosen that for best use of a song because tiptoe through the tulips in that movie is just like basically ruined that song for like the whole generation um then obviously and then in 2013 he makes two movies one is a sequel to insidious the other one kicks off the biggest horror franchise of the decade which is the conjuring which is again like sort of like get out where like rarely does a movie hit in the culture like that and sort of just you know that and you know exactly what it means and references and that was like a that was a phenomenon uh phenomenon and so they and then so james wan follows it up with uh fury seven which just you know happened with no trouble at all is the, the production went pretty smooth there's no big tragedy that happened um and then what only not only did he make a movie like he nailed the ending um he directed some of the best action of the series um now Iggy Azalea is in that movie but I'm not going to hold that against James Wan um and so he follows it up with Conjuring 2 which is there's a sequel it's got some Patrick Wilson does some Elvis which I think is delightful then he makes one of the best blockbusters of the decade in Aquaman which fucking rules and you know huh Ocean Master. <laughs> <laughs> um, like just that movie as a whole just gets so much right. It's like my favorite DC movie or DCEU movie. Um, I think that what a way to sort of close out the uh decade with just a billion dollar movie. He made two billion dollar movies in this decade. I don't think people realize that he made two directed two billion dollar movies, as well as kicking off he also made a bunch of money from producing the conjuring franchise. Like this dude is fucking fucking living it up right now, and he got to make malignant so. I credit this decade for malignant, and so <laughs> fuck yeah. This is a bad pick. Um, <laughs> overall, um, I haven't seen the first two Insidious. Um, probably won't. Whatever it's called, I don't. I don't know. Um, there's a little demon boy on the first poster that scares the shit on me so i'm probably not gonna see that i did see the first two conjurings i actually liked both of them for what they were um even though it took me like three weeks to finish the first conjuring um 
Uh, and then two blockbusters that I think are real bad um, overall. I don't like Aquaman. I don't understand the love for it. I think that movie, um, I laughed out loud. And maybe you're supposed to, but when he said, call me Ocean Master, I literally lost it. I think that's one of the worst delivered lines of all time. And they left it in. And is uh, Coho, can you correct me if I'm wrong, is Fury 7 the one where uh, Dom is a dinosaur and stomps and cracks the thing and lets yeah. everything fall through? The street always yeah. wins. Yeah, the street always wins. Is that the one that he also flexes at uh, the the rock flex out of the out of the cost. Yeah. Yeah. This movie, those movies I fucking hate. If you did <laughs> the you're, like, you're like, oh, I hate this movie, but you're just recollecting like every fucking scene from the movie. Like, so emotional, yeah. damn it. I hate um Fast and Furious. If you had to pick like a franchise that I absolutely think is like oh, the worst, is Fast and Furious. And they're not all like bad movies. They just I hate the people that actually like them. Um, so yeah, that's a terrible choice of your director. You fucked up your draft. Um, what the fuck? PTA. PTA would have given you a little bit more, than, um, but you couldn't have because well maybe I don't know. Um, I'm just gonna move on, uh, Spence. <laughs> What's your pick? I don't want to <laughs> hear anybody else. I don't want to hear anybody's opinion on James. Anybody got one? Was James <laughs> one of your list? No. Uh, his, original, like Aquaman, his original sin was uh, banging his career on fucking Patrick Wilson, our worst actor we have. Went to oh, tag over that guy. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Dagmara Dominic, who they've been married for like 20 years. The minute kind of email and hole in Pittsburgh, like. Carolina from Succession. Just shout out to her. Hope she's having a great day. And he said Patrick Wilson messages about his wife too. I mean, I should, you know. She's I'm going to be short and sweet. I like music with big swells of emotion. And what's better than the finale of Warrior with a big swell of emotion? Thanks to About Today from the National. Uh, I think it's like a really great song. It's both simple and effective. I think it's just fucking phenomenal. And I, and I genuinely just can't think of like a better song. We're just like, does it feel cheesy? Does it feel overly hammy? Because it's, it's a correct amount of ham. Where it's just like, as these two are like confessing their love and just like fighting through years of trauma and finally coming together with that song and it fucking hits so hard. And oh, it's just. That's textbook pandering. It's my top 100. Is that, like, is that Who knew Cody was such a national fan? Is that, is that, a, is that a pander for me? Yeah. How? If anything's pandering to Bar, because he's a big fucking Cyrano or whatever. Oh, well, I thought like, Bar was on his show. <laughs> That's my favorite thing. He just did in the back of said me, and he's like, oh, because they fight. Uh, got it. Uh, uh, I love Warrior. I love the ending of Warrior. Um, so... That's a really good choice. I would not. You could have. There could have been like a million dollars on the line. It says, name the band or the name of the song that plays at the end of Warrior. And I would have lost a million dollars. There's not a shot I knew what the name of that song was. But it's awesome. I enjoy it. It plays really well in the movie. I wanted to watch Warrior the other day. uh, But I got in a fight with Beltman, so I missed it. So, um, yeah. But overall. I gotta know what, what what would work better that or the song that Oscar Isaac dances to from Ex Machina. That was oh, 
No, the, the this one definitely. This one? Okay, um, good. <laughs> the only thing that would have played better if somebody would pick the performance from this movie and pick Nick Nolte as he screams about Moby Dick because that's incredible. Wild world. <laughs> I love it. I just fucking love that. I why, love Nick Nolte. God, why Michael um, needs to avoid beer because he turns into Nick Nolte and Warrior after two drinks. <laughs> nice. Papa? Okay. Um, anyways. Uh, all right, Zach, Mr. Irrelevant, what is it? What's the pick? Um, we didn't get to talk about that shit. National's the best band. I like your oh, pick. It was on my short list. It was on yeah. my short list. Um, National's my favorite band. Um, and it works really? you know, emotionally really. Yeah, they're my favorite. Um, but it works perfectly within that scene. I love Warrior, which for me, I, I, I didn't even despise. know they were a band. I, I despise UFC and, and kind of sports of violence. Um, it's pretty toxic in general. Um, but I can watch a movie about it, and, and it works really well. And the, the song is just a, such a gut punch um, within that scene. And, and pretty unexpected. The movie's bookended by the national songs. So the first song is also the national. Um, great moment for them. <laughs> I like the national, and I like the movie, and I also... Did not remember that song being there for shit, <laughs> but uh, good stuff. Yeah. I gotta work on my impression of it. Ah, uh, so, um, poster. Who gives a fuck? It's poster. <laughs> um, my, <laughs> my poster pick is um, I'm gonna go with Shape of Water, the letterbox poster, the illustrated one. Um, Hit it, Coho! Uh, you can't do it that fast. Anyways, um, first of all, I gotta look at the poster so I can describe it. Um, it you got you them, like fucking in the water. Uh, it's blurry. You, uh, yeah, there, yeah, there's definitely fish penis inside of woman in this poster. It's sexy as hell. Uh, you get the same analysis. You get. The great costume design that is really the best part of the movie. What makes the movies work is one of the best, um, you know, costume designs in a long time. Um, and you get you see all the detail. It's just like a fine artwork on all the details of the gills and the fins and the, the sea monster butt crack. Um, pretty prevalent, pretty good. Um, you get the the coloring is perfect. Um, just that 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 kind of darker blue i don't know how to describe colors um and just that in the like kind of glints of white light that look like stars that really create the sense of like magic and dream um like you're in a dream world i put you right in there um but mainly it's just like just a beautiful thing to look at um between the coloring and the costume um and the sea monster sex i'm yelling at my child i'm child Kyle, you like this movie come talk about the poster Oh, um, so uh, the the Shape of Water poster. Uh, this is actually not the poster I would have picked for the movie. I like this poster. I like the uh, main theatrical one of the two of them underwater, like in real life, real life better. Like the actual two from the profile. I think that poster is really great. Um, this movie's phenomenal. Uh, you could have really picked this for any category, and I'd have applauded you. I probably would have picked Sally Hawkins for my performance if I was going to go for this movie. I think she's terrific. Uh, but I think this is a great great poster anyway, even if it's not the best poster you could have picked for this specific movie. Um, but yeah, I think The Shape of Water has a lot of like, image you can use posters. Decent choice. <laughs> Good poster. Probably one of the better posters that we'll pick tonight. So overall, Again, I don't know how to judge posters really. I'm like, yeah, that looks good. Cool. All right. I got to decide the winner. Give me a second. 
Well, that's weird. Okay. Uh, so, first place is Spence. Yes! History! <laughs> Spence won. Uh, Spence is the only problem I see on Spence's is um, uh, first reform, but I don't think a lot of people pick like a fantastic poster, to be honest with you. So, yeah, but get out Villeneuve, Devers, and About Today, which I didn't know, but I love the ending of the movie, so great choice. Uh, second place goes to who? Tough. Um, I'm going to lean. Yeah, I'm gonna lean. Uh, Andrew. Oh, fuck yeah! Let's fucking go. Let's go. Andrew. Never. I'm so excited for second. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think everything worked. Um, I think all of them I like. Uh, Caravan I don't care about, but also the, and works in the movie. I can't agree more with that one. Um, this is really weird because I think there was somebody set up to win and then just fell. Um, <laughs> Pandered to Coho more than me. Um, a little bit. Uh, Zach gets third. Woo! gets third. I like the poster. I like Bombback. Really? I like um, I like Man and Muppet for the most part. Arrival is the only one I really don't love, love, but overall. Um, no way that I can let um, Scorsese get total last, so fourth. Uh, I think the only problem with this one was I think the lobster, Crazy Rednecks, pissed me off. Hall didn't really um, uh, rank super high for me as compared to the rest and what up danger i think it's fine but like, i like the scene but overall i think there were better songs chosen and then last is michael but not uh that was just daniel day lewis basically um <laughs> which is correct and one i think that was just a terrible choice at the end but you're you love days one so that makes perfect sense overall i think this is a great episode i think there's a, i think it's very few um bad choices uh okay you can take this down go um uh, so next week, uh, multiplex. So player, team, moment, match, personality. <laughs> Just tell me you want to be on, and we can do the draft. Uh, the following week, um, I have it in two different ways. We'll do. We're going to do NBA. We're going to do starting five from the decades. I believe is what I want to do. So you have to take a player from, like, decades. So we'll probably do 80s, uh, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, and then future, 2020s, who you think is going to have the best career after that. Um, starting five. So it can be two guards and a forward, three forwards or a big man, whatever you choose. If you want to be on that, send me a list. And then we're doing top 100 scenes. So far, the people on are me, Scott, and Jake. I think it's a battle between Michael and Barr currently right now. It matters if Michael sends in his list in time and Kirk doesn't want to watch enough Spider-Man clips. Um, but overall, um, yeah, so uh, it should be a lot of fun. I hate this project. It's the hard. It's harder than the top 100. Like, this is a real tough project. That's why it's taking me so long. Yeah, I don't believe me. <laughs> Kirk is still not official list for me yet, um, but I – I run the show. So, um, all right. So we got three more weeks and then we got that. So please, um, if you want to be on either week or both weeks, let me know and we'll catch you next week. I know where you fail. You broke my heart.
guilt has been determined. This is merely a sentencing hearing. Now what will it be? Death or exile? You better lawyer up, asshole. Because I'm not coming back for 30%. I'm coming back for everything. So. Normally, I would say how he does it. Since what Fidesian actually means is till I see you again. And since I never wish to see you again, to you, sir, I say good. <laughs>